question. All right, here's our pal uh, Jason Strudwick from TSN out in Edmonton. Go ahead, O. What do you have for Struddy? Struddy, was there ever a scenario around deadline time where you caught a sniff of a GM wanting your services on another club? Yeah. You know what? Well, you know, there's always rumors, obviously, uh, I was a desirable player. But, uh, for you know, who, though? <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, well, I got traded one time for Gene Ojic. Uh, you know, so obviously Mike Keenan valued soft hands, nice skating ability that he saw in me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's another time that I don't know if it was true or not. It was with Chicago and they, Buffalo was going to trade for me. And, or that was a rumor at least, right? And I was like, oh man, I, I was so excited because they were a good team and we weren't very good. But it didn't happen. So then, uh, I just had a longer summer. <laughs> <laughs> they saw that shift of you defending again. Like Hang on a sec. Is, is that the extent of it? There, there, there was no more wanting of the study? No, well, I mean, I was always, I mean, listen, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I would have been like a depth guy. You know, and I guess winning a Stanley Cup is fun, but if, it, like, so let's just look at it this way. Let's say I was a sixth defenseman on one team. If I get traded to a team that's going to, you know, go deep in the playoffs, I was probably the seventh or eighth. I was probably not even going to be allowed to watch the games. So, you know, like going there, like if you win as an eighth defenseman, do you still win? I don't know. I guess you get your, maybe you get your name on the trophy and a cut of it. But I, I don't know. I, I wasn't super excited. So it wasn't like I was out there pushing for it. But I just don't think anyone is really killing me. I was, I was like Bagger Vance. I came into an organization that was struggling. I was Johnny Good Times, kept the energy going. And then when they're ready to win, they ship me off to the next team. There you go. Tony Robbins of the NHL, Jason yeah. Strudwick. Smaller hands. Smaller yeah. hands, though. That's outstanding. Well, if you were Canadian, you could have got flipped at the Spengler Cup. You had such a great showing there. No, there is that possibility. Single-handedly yeah. delivered a silver medal for Canada. No one brings that up when I see, like, Canadian golden moments. At the Spangler? Yeah. <laughs> Spangler moments. Which Shruddy, the golden goal. Yeah, the yeah. silver goal. The silver oh, sorry, goal. the silver goal. Which the means you get goal. burned. If you're a defenseman and you end up with silver, you got burned. Yeah. <laughs> that's the silver goal. It was goal. like Michael Jordan when he was sick in that playoff game. That's how I played in the gold medal game. Didn't win it, but I was out there. Man, was I solid. Just okay. delivering, making plays. Well, Struddy, what's the buzz like out in Edmonton? I mean, um, you got the Leafs in town tonight. They're making moves. Matias Ekholm is on his way to Edmonton. It, it seems like a pretty positive part of the country right now. Oh, man, people were dying for a trade. All, everyone else was trading for all these great moves. You know, you got the Leafs, the Rangers, on and on the list goes. And, and our show is getting just peppered. This Ken Hall is the worst GM ever. And all of a sudden, oh, Matias Ekholm, this isn't bad. This might help. You know, so... I think you got to see what everything, what it all looks like when it's done. But yeah, I mean, I think Ekholm's a nice piece. I, I really like what the Leafs have done as well. You know, give credit where it's due. Um, you know, a lot of teams are making really, what it seems like, shrewd moves to upgrade their squads. Strutty, what do you think it is about, like, validating Kenny Holland after the transaction? Like, what is it with fan bases in in hotbed hockey markets? Is it is it the element that the GM cares as much as they do, and that's why they pulled the trigger, and that's why the fans could say, "Oh, okay, we can accept that." Like they attach themselves to a trade so much, like it's life or death. Is that because they just want to keep up with the Joneses and they see other teams doing it? No, one hundred percent. And that's that's what it is, you know. And, and I had friends that text me on the show all the time, like, "Oh, this is the worst GM. He doesn't ever do anything. He's." He's old school, doesn't even know how to use his phone. Well, I don't know how to use a phone either, but I'm pretty good at what I do. So, you know, you kind of got to you gotta just be patient and see the whole work. Like, you know, you could make the case that 
one of his moves was to add Costin early in the year, and that's been a really nice addition. Physical player can skate, can chip in some goals. So that I think takes away the, the need to add a, you know that extra element of grit to your lineup. So I think that does make a difference, but. You know, he had to make a move, and I, I think that addressing the back end for me was really important. Ekholm is just that solid, dependable 20 to 23 minutes, whatever it is, per night that you know you're going to need in a playoff series, and, and, and hopefully what, for older fans, would be a long playoff run. Unfortunately, he sacrificed Tyson Berry, and he was elite at helping facilitate the Oilers' power play. So what does that power play drop off? You know, I, I kind of looked at it today, and let's say it drops off 5%. And uh, because now maybe someone else running it, well, that takes you down to 27%. And over the course of the year, I think that would have been about 10 goals on the power play. So you're looking at one every six games. And I, 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 that has some effect on, your, on the outcome of your games. But also on the flip side, what does that comb do to stabilize that back end? How does he help Bouchard? How does maybe a few less minutes for the nurse? How does that help his game? How does it help CeCe? So, you know, is it, is it net positive? You know, you maybe lose 10 goals on the power play, but you add or subtract I don't know. I just pick a number 20, 20 on the, on the five on five that help you win more, you know, like, so I think that's how you have to look at it. The team uh, has changed uh, the way they're going to, I think they're going to look when they play against other teams. Now your left side, you've got nurse at and Kulak, the right side, you know, you're still trying to figure it all out, but uh, you know, there, there's some guys that I think now have opportunity to kind of really seal their, their, their minutes. Struddy, you just talked about the defensive core. If you had to pinpoint, is there a lot of trust in the goaltending tandem? I mean, you know, there's been, uh, you know, Jack Campbell had a terrible start. Uh, he went on a run here recently where he's been getting wins and points where he's been playing. And then Stuart Skinner, after the, the um, uh, All-Star game, kind of hit the ditch a little bit and getting his game back in order. Where's the trust level? Will that be tied to the defensive core, you think? You know, they, I think the others after the after the uh, Christmas break, they had a great, you know, they had a really great work of five on five defending. I thought they they were really detailed, and much like all teams, but you know, specifically to the Oilers, they have the tendency to gift goals. So something that was not there is suddenly now an opportunity for the other team to score, and it, it happens. But you know, for the Oilers, I think it happens too often. And an example would be full control of the puck on the top on uh, the top of your circle as a D man. And 10 seconds later, it's in the back of your net because you've mishandled the puck or tried to, you know, one of those, those famous Jeff O'Neill cross-ice diagonal passes that, you know, you, you do in warm-up, but it would never work in a game. And that's the risk, right? And, and I think when they play sound, more sound defensively and are smart with their plays, it doesn't end up in their back of the net as much. So, uh, but at the end of the day, your goalie sells to bail you out sometimes. And, and I thought Campbell was doing that. He's got away from it a little bit. I think Skinner's been pretty consistent. So I, I think this next 20 games, it's really going to be a duel between these two guys to see who is the starter, um, you know, when the, when the playoffs started, when it commences. Um, because I, I think probably I'd go with Skinner, um, but they're going to need Campbell to keep pushing and keep finding his game and trying to get up to that, that, that level that they brought him in to be. With Jason Strudwick, Leafs uh, in Edmonton tonight playing the Oilers, and uh, the Leafs have acquired Ryan O'Reilly, Noel Achari, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, now Luke Shen, Eric Gustafson, I believe since the last time we spoke to you, Struddy. What do you make of, of these moves, and, and how do you feel about the Leafs today compared to maybe two weeks ago? Yeah, great work, I think, by Kyle Dubas. You know, Ryan O'Reilly, is I, I've always loved him. Uh, I remember playing against him. I thought he was really smart, competitive, and just hard to play against in his way, right? Like, he's always seems to be in the right place, good stick, all the things that, you know, Leafs fans are going to come to love about him. And then you, you talk about the deal with Chicago, and I, I'm not a capologist. I, I need help to understand how 
you know, the Blackhawks felt that was enough return and to keep half the money for Jake McCabe. I, I just, that is, seems like a gift. I don't know if maybe Dubas will be in his wedding party. I don't know what's going on, but it, it is amazing that he was able to swing that. Um, and then again, make the trade with Washington, get another first rounder back to, you know, either recoup what you've put out or maybe to add another piece depending on what they want to do with that cap space or, or Murray, the goaltending. So I, I really like what they've done. I, and I think they're a harder, a little bit heavier team to play against because make no mistake, you, you know, the Leafs are going to have to beat Tampa. I, I just, and, you know, sooner or later, you, you hope you can beat them and get past them. Uh, the only question mark I'd have now is, you know, defense, I think I still lean towards Tampa, but in the Nets, I don't think it's any question or debate about which goaltender is, is the better one. So, you know, can you count on Murray to be healthy? Is he the right goalie? I'm not sure. But, it, you know, if you're not healthy, it's hard to tell. And then you got Samsonov behind him. And then, you know, I think Noodles is actually is in the e-bug situation. So, you know, I think the goaltending is a little bit – It's a, I'd be a little bit worried if I was on that team and or a fan of that group. Not to be Debbie Downer. I know you're going to all hate me for it. But I think someone has to be the voice of uh, reason here. Yes, I think we'd all could see. Vasilevsky's a very good goaltender. <laughs> that is the voice of reason. You got us yeah. on that one, Strutty. Yeah. He is a good goalie, and that's going to be tough. That's the truth. I mean, but Vasilevsky's a beast. You're you're right, Brian. But like we said before, like you're not trading for anybody to upgrade over Vasilevsky. What you do need is somebody that you can trust, and then hope that your team defense, hope that your star players match or carry or outmatch the other team. And you're right. Like you can circle the D where nobody, the Leafs don't have a headman. Hayes said that earlier in the show. The Leafs don't have a Vasilevsky. But what are you going to do to bridge that gap as a team? That's where I think it, it comes in. And if it's a coin flip, you better your star players better get you through that coin flip. You've got to be. That's kind of what I'm looking at when the Leafs match up against Tampa. I think they're a lot better suited. I don't know how you feel, Struddy, today than they were two weeks ago. Because I, you know, oh, you're the same way. I wasn't a fan of Pierre Engvall the way he played. I'm sure he's a fantastic person, but at six five, you you have to you know be able to get out of the egg suit and 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 hit somebody out there. And to me. They got harder to play against in the last 10 days. That's what's going to get you through in the playoffs is your depth, but the irritability, you know, the, the, the intangibles. And I know people hate saying that, but, Struddy, don't you agree the physicality is going to be a real big factor heading in the playoffs? Well, well, look at Tampa's team. I mean, they're a hard team to play against. You look at their fourth line or look at Nick Paul or Tanner Snow, who they just added. Like, that's a hard, heavy group to play. But even like Braden Point, he's not a treat to play against. You know, Sorelli, yeah. uh, um, he's another guy. Like, they've got all those guys that are, like, they're, they're hard to play against, and you need to be able to match it. So, you know, I'll be interested to see how they work the defense. Like, you know, I think you've got to get Luke Shen in that series. So how, did, how does he get in there, right? How does he how does he get his minutes, and who has to come out to make that happen? Because you want to have people that can match up, and it's not about fighting, but it's about going into the corners heavy and winning those puck battles. You know what Marner can do in Matthews, but you know those guys are going to have to dig in as well. But you know you need other guys through the lineup because if if you're a guy that's just there, especially on that third or fourth line who's just present, and you're not you know you're not scoring, you're not physical. Yeah, you can skate fast, but. Most of the guys in the playoffs all start skating faster as well, you know. So how do you contribute and kind of make it heavy, heavier, heavier lineup to play against? And I'll just go, go to uh, look at the team that won last year with Josh Manson. I think Manson was the perfect pickup for that group. Yeah, they got McCarr. Yeah, they got Taze and Byron, who I think is, is a hell of a young player. Then, some, you know, Eric Johnson. But Johnson and Manson, they were heavy 
not fun guys to play against, a little bit of edge to their game, and you need to have that. So I honestly, guys, like I, I, I think the Leafs have done a great job. I, I mean, McCabe, you know, he's, he's a nice guy to add. Uh, you know, Lafferty, they've got guys now that can bring that, and it'll just add to what they have. It's, it's not about the brawling and all that. It's about being hard to play against so your top guys can do what they do. So I'm, I don't know. I, I, that'll be must-watch. That, that is indeed the first round. I think that's must-watch. And if you get past that, now you got to play most likely the Bruins, a team that also has that same edge. So and two pretty good goalies as well, and a good defense. So mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to earn every series, every win that Toronto at least get or don't get. They're going to have to earn them. Uh, but now I think they're in a position to to make that happen more spread out through the lineup. Absolutely, and uh, again, it it starts tonight in Edmonton. It's going to be a fun one out there, Struddy. Enjoy it. Do yourself a favor. Track number sixteen on the Maple Leafs. It's a good player. Yeah. I like him. I've heard. I've heard he's up and comer. Yep. I heard he's an up and comer. So he I'm is. actually going to the game with my son. I'll be there. I'm, I'm going to be the O on the Oilers with no shirt on. So my son's the I. <laughs> You'll have your Marner jersey on tonight. You'll have your Marner jersey on. Enjoy no, the PJs. My least PJs. I'll, oh, no, that's sorry. That's Tavares. Wrong, wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Struddy. Enjoy it. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> See you, guys. Jason Strudwick from uh, DSN out in Edmonton. <laughs> uh, That'd be a good game to go to. And the Oilers yeah, will be here be. next Saturday. That'll be a fun one, too. I like that it's a, you know, you get an opportunity to see them in a couple weeks. I'd like to see them more play against each other, obviously, with what McDavid's doing this season. But, mm-hmm. you know, two games in a couple weeks. and Didn't and, the Leafs and, have to go out there for a four-pack in a row during the bubble? Yeah, they played them three in a row it was three in a row that's where they beat him like three times but it was like two shutouts Mm -hmm. and then one and they had three different goalies i think three goalies it was hutchinson who were the goalies today anderson hutchinson campbell and campbell yeah i I don't remember but you're right it was three games and they they were out there for three and then they maybe went to calgary for two and it was remember that schedule that was insane well Mm -hmm. you you guys i i did the last two days, I did Ottawa, Detroit, back to back in Ottawa. Right. And we were talking to General Manager Pierre Dorian at the morning skate a couple of days ago, and then Claire Hanna asked him, like, you know, do you re- remember doing this, and do you like these back to back? He goes, we we had to do them in the bubble all the time, right? Because the team would come in and play a couple games, and off you go. I, I will say it kind of adds to the emotion. Like there was some a bit of gritty, gritty play in those two games that that I did the last couple. It was of days. chippy last night. Very Ottawa chippy. looked good, man. Ottawa. It's interesting. We'll come back and we can we can get into this. We'll ask Dregs about this. Ottawa's five points out of the playoffs. Calgary's five points out of the playoffs. Which one has a better chance at punching a ticket? Get to also, that. Also, hang tight. There's a couple transactions to possibly get to. Sounds like some things are starting to come in as we expected they would. So we'll uh, keep you updated on that. Darren Dreger still to come in 20 minutes. Jerry's percentages in about 45. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on TSN 4.